Good morning. Time for a cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have Jenna Waddell. She's a foster care recruiter for DHS. And Jenna, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about uh, the need for foster families throughout uh, the area as well as across the state. And if that's an interest you might have, how you might be uh, become eligible to do that. And we want to thank our friends with the uh, Community Bank of Oklahoma and Stanley Systems for helping us out with our Cool Conversation program. So, Jenna, just wanted to, the, there's some news out lately about the number of uh, children in foster care in Oklahoma. Are they better? Are they worse? More or less? What do they look, what do they look like? We continue to see the number of children brought into care drop. Um, about 10 years ago, we were averaging around 10,000 children in state custody, and today we're averaging under 6,000 children in custody. And so that is a huge change in our numbers. Um, we have, over the years, we've begun programs to try and maintain a family in their own home together to do some preventative work or just to give them the helps that they need so that the situation does not become unsafe for that child. And our numbers are showing that those programs are starting to have a good effect. So trying to be pro proactive uh, with the families that are having some issues and uh, something's working. So that's, uh, that's good news. Yes, we're very encouraged by it. But for those uh, youngsters who need to get to a safer place, uh, that's what uh, that's what you guys do. Yes, we still have children who unfortunately cannot safely stay with their parents, and so they're brought into custody as we try to help their parents make changes in their lives so that they can safely parent their children again. And about how many in Grady County are in foster care right now? Currently, we have 30 youth in Grady County that are in foster care. Um Chickasha, especially, and Grady County as a whole does a great job. The workers here, the programs that are available locally, uh, allow us to leave those children in their homes longer and sometimes be able to change their circumstances to where it's safe for them to stay in their home. And so we truly, for the number of people who live in Grady County, our percentage of children that are in care is very small. And uh, we actually kind of have some extra foster homes uh, you were talking earlier, right? So, Yes, we have, uh, we have many foster homes in Grady County. And while they can't take all of the children from Grady County, depending on their circumstances, the ages that they're able to accept into their home, um, we do have children from across the state that are brought to Grady County to be placed in safe homes because Grady County has opened its heart to these children. I know you like to try to keep the kids as close to their their home communities as possible to just to, for their benefit. Yes, it's always our goal to keep children in their own communities, in their own school districts, close to their families because when a when a family is divided by foster care, by, by a child coming into state custody, those relationships are important. And if we have to move a child across the state a few hours, then it makes it very difficult for the parents to have visits with their children, to maintain contact with them. And unfortunately for a lot of parents, if they're not having that consistent interaction with their children, they get very discouraged and it's not, we know that it's not as likely for them to be reunified with their children to make the changes so they can be reunified their, with their children when we can't 
uh, allow them as much contact as possible. But you're having a lot more success with the reunification uh, with the kids and their and their biological parents. Yes, in the across the state, we have a good percentage of youth that are currently in what we call trial reunification with their parents, where the state retains custody, but they're living with their parents while their parents are trying to adjust again to having that 24-7 responsibility of parenting. Um, most of those are successful. And so we are able to return close to 50% of the youth in custody to their parents' care. What's the average time for the kids to be away from their biological parents? Is there is there an average or? As with most things in child welfare, every situation is completely individual. However, there are some standards. Um, typically, we would love for a child to be in care no more than six months, but I would say that the average is closer to two years. Let's talk about uh, qualifying for uh, being a foster home, and what's the first thing you look for? The first thing uh, that we need is for those who are interested to go to okfosters.org and complete an application. If you're not ready to complete an application, there are links that you can get more information or have somebody contact you back. But if you fill out an application, then it will go to the worker for that county, which for Grady County would be myself. And at that point, we contact the family and begin the process. The beginning uh, that we, the thing we start with is the background checks um, to make sure that there's nothing in a history that might prevent them from being able to foster. Once that's been approved, then we move forward and we go to the home and we do a walkthrough of the home to make sure that there's space, an appropriate space for additional children. We have the family complete forms because we're the state and we like paper and so we do have um, some forms that are required by both state and federal law that we have that information but throughout the process we'll have a home study completed we will provide 27 hours of training and when all of that is has been done and taken care of and everything has been approved then we can open that home to take the placement of a child and that takes how long typically the average is 60 to 90 days um that is our goal our goal is to be done within 60 days sometimes that happens sometimes it's more it takes more time sometimes it takes less time it just depends on the situation with the family and if everything lines up to where they can provide us with our needs now is the training in person or can you do it uh, online how does that work we have three different models of training. We do have an in-person training that is typically three Saturdays in a row. We also have an online training that is a lot of reading is what my parents have told me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that is mostly self, uh, self-led. self You have 45 days to complete that. You do have a trainer, but that trainer discusses the modules with you at certain points during the training. And then we have a new type of training that we call our Zoom training. And that training is a Zoom meeting two nights a week for about a month. Um, there's nine sessions total. And the, I have a family currently that is finishing that training, and so I'm anxious to talk with them and find out what they thought about that because I, it allows them to ask questions in real time, have a teacher in real time, but they're still in their home. They don't have to travel 
uh, an hour or two, depending on where they live, compared to where the training is. Thanks for spending your day with us on our cool conversation. Jenna Waddell is with us, foster care recruiter with the Department of Human Services. So what type of families are you looking for uh, for being foster care? And Is it a full-time thing? Can you do it part-time? How does that, how does that all work? We have several different types of foster care once you've been approved as a foster home. We have the long-term, which is what most people think of when they think of foster care. Those are the homes that will take a child in, and that child will stay with them until they achieve permanency, either by returning to their parents or by being adopted through the state. Very common for those placements to be 18 months or more. And then we also have our short-term placements. We have two types of those. We have an emergency placement, which typically will take a child in when we have nowhere to place them. We've picked them up. There's no homes available for long-term placement yet. And so we'll contact our emergency homes and ask, would you be available to take this child for one or two nights while we're trying to work out a long-term placement for them. Would they have to be maybe be available overnight, maybe late at night sometimes? Is that possible? Many of our emergency placement homes do. They will take phone calls 24-7 overnight through the weekend. We do, unfortunately, have emergencies that happen where a child... um, comes into custody and it's after work hours and so sometimes middle of the night uh, I have called I have called our emergency homes at the middle of the night to see if they would be available to take a child right then Um, unfortunately if we can't find a home or a placement for that child even when it's just for one night what happens is they end up staying in the offices with with well, child welfare workers. And so that's not optimum. Right. You've got a, a room or two at the office uh, that they can stay in, right? Yeah. We have what we call our visitation rooms that are set up for when families come where they can, there's toys, they can play, there's couches, things like that. But they're not set up in an optimum way for children to stay. It's not like a hotel where you, you have a nice bed to like go lay down in and things like that. And so our goal is to have enough homes where we can make long-term placements immediately, but when we can't, because we know circumstances don't always allow us to do that, and when we can't, then we need those emergency homes that could take them for one or two nights at a time that would be open to um, just very short-term placements. We also have another type of short-term placement that we call a respite placement. We have times when a child in custody is placed in a foster home, in a long-term home, and the family may need to uh, leave the state for some reason, and they can't take the children with them because there are certain rules about taking children in state custody um, across state lines overnight. And so sometimes they can't get permissions for that. And so then we would need a respite home. Now, our respite homes uh, typically will take care of a child up to 14 days. But our respites are always pre-planned. They are not emergencies typically. Typically, the family will know ahead of time that we are going to need respite for this weekend Um, or we need respite for this week because we couldn't get permission to take the child with us. And so those are planned, and they have a definite start and end date. And so for a lot of of families, that freedom works because we have have several foster homes that are retired. 
They're, they're retired parents and they their grandparents, and they may not have the energy for a 24 seven uh, type of responsibility for a foster child long term. But a few days here, a week there, it's planned. Those are things that they can do. And so they're providing a huge service to our long-term foster families by being grandparents to these children for a short term. Now, you could be a family and have your own children and still be a foster family, right? That, that, is that beneficial, I would think, in some, some cases? Yes. Most of our younger families do have children of their own, and then they also take in foster children. We try to limit it to six children total in a family um, just to make sure that the foster parents aren't overwhelmed (laughs) because parenting is hard whether it's your child or someone else's child it can become overwhelming and so we try to make sure that we give our foster parents the supports and the limits that they need and you've got uh, grandparents who are empty nesters and you know their grandparents 50 60 years old that have plenty of energy they'd love to spend with uh, with kids right Absolutely. Or older, I guess, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I am about to be part of that grandparent club in a couple of months. And it would be wonderful uh, to see some of those in my generation who are able to step forward and provide care, whether it's long-term or short-term, whatever would fit into their, uh, their family life. I know of some who raised their families, became foster parents, have adopted, and are raising another family. And... For some people, that just keeps them young, keeps them active, keeps them involved in the community life. And you're pretty proactive in trying to go out and, and talk to civic groups and church groups and whatever about uh, about the benefits of being a foster home? Yes. Um, I accept almost any invitation I have to tell people about foster care, to answer questions about foster care. I've spoken to church groups. I've spoken to rotary clubs. I've spoken to community alliances, things like that. Um, if, if you have a, a group that I could come and speak to, please contact me. I would love the opportunity to tell your organization more about fostering or even just how you can support being a foster right. parent. And you can choose what age of child that you want to have in your homes, right? Yes. we uh, The children in care are 18 and under, and if you have an age group that you work particularly well with or that you particularly enjoy, you can definitely say, I would like children between this age and this age. Uh, those are the children that I would consider taking into my home before a child is placed we provide that foster parent with all of the information that we have and what's the biggest age group uh you're looking for what's the biggest need what age group it's it's about split evenly we have the the five and under crowd is about half of this takes up about half of the children that come into custody and then the school age from six to 18 is the other half so we have a pretty equal division of non-school and school-aged children that we need homes for. I will say that one of our greatest needs is for families who will take teenagers. Um, Teenagers sound scary, and they can be, but they bring such challenges that are just so rewarding when you get to the end of it, and you can bring great joy and adventure to your family by taking a a teenager into your home. There's always an adjustment period, no matter what, right? Yes, there is, and we have a new program that uh, has been going on for almost a year now called the... 
we have a mentoring program where people who used to be foster parents, most of them are no longer foster parents, not because they got tired of it and quit, but because they adopted too many children and they had no more room for children, but they still want to help and be involved in fostering. And so they mentor our new families and help walk them through all of those adjustments, all of the things to expect. They're available 24-7 to these homes for the first nine months that they are uh, foster parents. And so you're not in it alone. When When we place a child in your home, we don't just walk away and expect you to do the best you can. We try to give you supports and helps so that it'll be a successful placement, that you and your family will enjoy it, and that the child placed in your home will benefit as well. So how can folks uh, reach out to you uh, to get more information? We have a website, okfosters.org, that you can go to. Um, you can also contact me at my work number. It's 580-379-7374. And I, if I don't answer, please leave a message. You can also text me at that number if you'd like more information. Um, I would be happy to talk to you about fostering or answer any questions that you might have. And other than Grady County, what other areas do you serve? Currently, I am officially in charge of Caddo and Grady counties. However, my unit covers the entire 11 southwest counties of Oklahoma, and so you might find me in any of those counties on any day. Jenna, I want to thank you for your time today. Thanks so much. So, okfosters.org is the website to go to if you'd uh, you've got an interest in being a foster family anything else that's all thank you so much for letting me be here today happy to do so and a big thanks to our sponsors and they are stanley systems and community bank of oklahoma helping us out with our cool conversation